Bill, here you go. What's right, green? What's green okay. and only appears once every seventy-six years? I would say a uh, a, a seven-year uh, Kermit cricket. Look at you! You almost had it. Uh, are you serious? What else comes every seventy-six years? Um, old cicadas <laughs> in the sky. A comet, a comet, perhaps. Which one? Um, the bicentennial red, white, and blue comet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Haley's, end, the Haley's end, Bailey's. Haley's Kermit. Okay. Haley's Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> I was all over that. If that had been a snake, it would have bit me. I danced all over that. Isn't you know? that funny though that you did think of Kermit with yeah. green? You must have been sending waves. You know, or did you see the joke? I, I did not see written the down joke. Here. Honestly, okay. I didn't see. That's really, we're very in tune. Obviously, you know, to be able to obviously. osmotically absorb that. It does kind of yeah. make me wonder, though, if you say green to someone, how many people automatically think Kermit? That's pretty cool. Because it's, you know, he's the only one that knows it's not easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> mean Joe Green, Mean Kermit. You know, I almost had that song in my head, but then I lost it. Um, that Kermit, it's not Kermit easy sings. being green. <laughs> it's such a sad little song. He plays such a great little flamenco guitar on it. Hey, Kermit's always reminded me of Charlie Brown. You know, yes. something's always going wrong. Just a little misunderstood. Just, you know, you know, we, Miss Piggy is in, is in lieu of Lucy. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's always a that's strong true. female that's sort of just a uh, little domineering. Let's just talk about the Muppets and Charlie Brown today. What do you say? Oh, I love it. I, you know, I used to love the Muppet Show. I, that used, I used to watch it. I like the old men in the balcony. Now I am one of the old men in the balcony. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, hi everybody. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to Wacky Poem Life. Right. Yeah. Number seventy-six. Seventy-six trombones. Yeah. Seventy-six episodes <laughs> are in the can soon. And here's how pathetic we are. We. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> my we, goodness. We meaning I was not feeling inspired by anything just recently in the museum. So I said, Bill, this is number 76. Let's just, you know, talk about 76. <laughs> it was a good year for both of us. We remember it well. Preteen. Yeah. Yes. So, so that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about things 76, and actually some of those things will involve poetry. Poetry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we come to you uh, as Sean. And Bill. From the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, and we normally, if you listen to us, do talk about a poem that's in the museum that usually someone has left, and um, we just uh, carry on in our mm -hmm. nonsense way like carry we do. Carry on and on and on. Sometimes having a little glass of wine as we carry on. Right. It helps, to, it helps us to carry. We do have a number today because the wine that Bill brought is called Latitude 40. Latitude 40. It's not a 76, we but should, it's a nice wine. We should look that up on the map. Gren Grenache from uh, Spain. From España. Yes, España. Mm -hmm. As I say in Oklahoma, Grenache. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not true. No, a Greenwichy. Greenwichy. We're gonna have a Greenwichy from Latitude 40. Latitude 40. Greenwichy. Sounds like a band. No, that's level 42. Well, you know what? When I was looking this up, 76, when I was googling, this one thing kept popping up, and it was called Fallout 76. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, is that the name of a band? I mean, why does that keep popping up? And I finally, you know, searched it a little bit, and it's a video game. Okay. Fallout 76. There's Which a, some of y'all would know out there, but I didn't. I am not a video game guy. No, you know, uh, and my nephews are all, and nieces are all into it, but it's you know. um, a narrative prequel to previous Fallout games. 
Let's see. We, so, we wouldn't have even known there were sounds, previous Fallout games. Sounds a little Fallout-ish, <laughs> you know. It is said in an alternate history. It takes place in 2102, Ooh. 25 years after a nuclear war that devastated the Earth. Why is it these games are so dismal? I mean, you know, it's like blood kill, slaughter, hammer, cut, decapitate. You know what? You know what? No. I was at... A storytelling festival in Texas a couple of weeks ago, and I went to a workshop by the great storyteller Elizabeth Ellis. Did I talk about this before? No. Um, I don't believe so. Okay, I don't think I have because it was only a few weeks ago. And her workshop was on telling scary stories, and uh, strangely enough, it goes along with what we were just talking about because she asked us the question of why do you think there are so many zombie movies and stories and video games and you know, the like that's out there. And her answer was something along the lines of younger people are really, um, they're afraid for the world mm -hmm. and for the future. And this is how it's coming out is mm -hmm. through those kinds of How they deal stories. with it. Yeah. That was spoken about at the book club Thursday night by the, uh, by the, the author, or by the professor that was, was here about yeah. gods and monsters and why are we entranced with zombies and vampires mm -hmm. and, uh, did he have some similar ideas? He did, yes. Yeah. And it, it's a way of dealing with our fears. It's a way of coping with, you know, right. uh, uh, gods are dealing with things that we like and can't explain. Monsters are dealing with things that scare us and we can't quite explain. So we categorize them. They become stories and fables. Yeah. And then there we are. We have our sort of our uh, uh, that's tra what, traditions. And that's why the original fairy tales like the Grimm's and the really the really horrific they ones were are so grim yeah, were grim. and so necessary and important because they were about the things the fears that people have and uh, mm -hmm. you know, realistic fears in mythic form. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, you were talking about the book club. We do a book club here at the museum. We are a physical museum, if you hadn't already guessed that, if you're just uh, tuning into us for the first time. Hi. Um, Hello. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. But we do, a book, we do a book club through the Oklahoma Humanities. It's a wonderful organization. It's called Let's Talk About It. And the theme that we've had this year is, okay, how does it go? Dark and scary, mysterious. Mysterious um, fears and ghastly longings. Okay. Yeah, so you all were talking about Dracula and Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot this last yeah. last session, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. So if you live anywhere near us in yeah. the northeastern part of the state, we do a book club just pretty much throughout the year. Look us up on our website, on the museum website, rompoetry.com. Yeah, it's probably a it. very unique situation. I would think that's not a common, not a common thing to be able to sit and discuss with a, a mm -hmm. scholar, a professor, someone who's well-versed in the field. Yeah, and, and, the, and you were talking about doc, Dr. Leslie Hanna, who's a professor at Rogers State University, mm -hmm. and he's just very interesting he's and very wonderful interesting. and mm -hmm. always has good discussions. Interesting umpire stories. Yes, yes. he has been an umpire for Apparently there's Decades. Some, apparently there's some monsters in the stands <laughs> at the games he umpires. Unfortunately, it is, you know. and and everywhere it's harder and, everywhere. and harder to get referees and umpires. That's exactly for right. all kinds mm -hmm. of levels of sports mm -hmm. because parents are atrocious. They're getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. Right. And I say that in a general way, but that's that's very true. They right. they are they're nasty nowadays. Right. Yeah. They feel like they can be nasty. Too so they... much invested in that three-year-old playing t-ball. Exactly. 
leave, it's just horrible. Leave them alone. Right, let them have fun, for goodness sakes. All yeah. right. Now we have, we have wandered so far we wandered. away from 76. We're going to go back to the shoreline. We're in the weeds. We're going back. Uh, uh, dear listeners, thank you for staying with us up to this point. Yes. Yes. Uh, 76. 76. And and, uh, you might notice that I sound really bad. You don't sound as bad as I do. Uh, I'm a little stuffy. There's things in the air. Something's trying to kill us. Yes, something's trying. And I'm I'm sneezing and my throat is sore and I'm draining. And uh, hopefully I won't sneeze all over the place. I'm glad you're taking that to Texas. This, this weekend or well, whatever. Well, maybe whatever's blooming here is not going to be blooming down or it's there. It's already past bloom there, and you know, this since they're a little true. further south. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, we, we appreciate you. 76. Mm-hmm. That's a milestone. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I noticed was 76 when I was looking around. It is a number in mathematics, and I do not understand mathematics whatsoever. It's a difficult thing. <laughs> Math is hard, you know. I can count back change. That's a talent, but no, it is difficult. I have this beautiful little diagram in front of me that I copy and paste it onto my page, thinking if I keep looking at it, maybe it'll make sense. But it doesn't. No, it's called the Lucas Sequence, and it's all about the number 76. No, doesn't it intrigue you that someone that can look at that and they're like, oh, I, oh yes, yeah, this means yes. this, and we're just like, oh, yeah. how does your mind work like oh, this? Oh, I'm sure there's some 10-year-olds who would explain this perfectly <laughs> to <laughs> <Right>. me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was the Lucas Sequence is an integer sequence named after the mathematician Francois-Edward Anatole Lucas, who studied both that sequence and the closely related Fibonacci sequence, mm-hmm. Bill. Okay. Yes, there's a, another sequence that's closely related. Okay. And individual numbers in the Lucas sequence are known as Lucas numbers. Lucas numbers and Fibonacci numbers form complementary instances of Lucas sequences. Complementary. No, I'm, I'm, I'm grasping. <laughs> you're you're I'm trying to understand sequence, this, aren't complementary you? Complementary opposite sequence. <laughs> The Lucas sequence has the same recursive relationship as the Fibonacci sequence, where each term term is the sum of the two previous terms, but with different starting values. I like the word recursive. (laughs) I do, too. I need to write that down, you know. You're being recursive now. Let's just point out the words we like. This produces a sequence where the ratios of successive terms approach the golden ratio. Ooh, that sounds like it's a lofty goal. Golden ratio. Golden ratio. That sounds delicious. That reminds me of that poem by William Carlos Williams called The Great Figure because there's a big golden five Mm -hmm. in the middle of it. It's not a ratio, but it's a five. Interesting. It's from a fire truck. Mm-hmm. He was walking down the city street. William Carlos Williams was one of the greatest poets in America. He was also a pediatrician, mm-hmm. and he'd been birthing babies. Birthing, I've been birthing babies all oh, my life. He wasn't life. really birthing them, was he? Yeah. He was helping, helping give birth the, that's true, right. all day long, and then he left, and he was walking down the city street, and a fire truck came by and just kind of startled him out of his tired reverie, and then he, he went and he wrote a poem about it. And then this artist named William DeMuth took the poem and made a painting out of it. And that's the painting I have in my head. Mm-hmm. It has a big, big five. It's funny how one flashing moment <laughs> inspires one man, yes. which inspires another yes. man. And so we have this poem and we have this painting. Yes, based of upon a golden a... five. Yeah. The sequence also has a variety of relationships with the Fibonacci numbers, like the fact that adding any two Fibonacci numbers, two terms apart in the Fibonacci sequence, results in the Lucas number in between. And there we, I understand all of it. You know, I understand it. Now and I know. And this diagram is supposed to explain everything I just said. And what was the word recursive? Recursive. Yeah, Recur- let's go back to the word we liked and all of that. 
Recursive. Recursive mm-hmm. relationship. Sounds like writing backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like a good relationship, Recur- although it could be. Anything with re seems like Because I like the idea of cursive. Like recursive, recursive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess this is recursive, a spiral. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. I just had, I to, think I, I just had to explain to Lucas, because there's people probably listening. Well, probably not. It's, it's I don't know. Do any of y'all out there know what I'm talking about? You know, and that's probably, you know, it, <laughs> to me it looks nautilistic. See what I did there? It does a little bit. Nautilistic, <laughs> like a nautilus, nautilistic. Is that a word even? I don't know. Probably. So, probably. Yeah. Yep. There's some kind of spiral that has numbers in it, and then there's a 76 on the outside of the spiral people. Mm-hmm. That that's all we're talking about. That's yeah. all I understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's part. It's something you got to start somewhere. Well, let's go to something I understand. Okay. Because our, one of my favorite poets, I mentioned William Carlos Williams, and yes, I love him, and I also loved Emily Dickinson, who did not title her poems. So her number seventy-six poem, though, is a pretty well-known one. It's very short, eight lines, and here it is. Exultation is the going of an inland soul to sea, past the houses, past the headlands, into deep eternity. Bred as we among the mountains, can the sailor understand the divine intoxication of the first league out from land? Interesting. I have a question. (laughs) Why did she choose, I've asked this, to not label her poems because that's where the that's where the, the flowering can come in now and also let me say this sean in not doing so it's more interesting well you know? i mean and for the most part she didn't expect anybody to read them yeah true it so was just kinda, let's just do a number yeah it was mm-hmm. well not i don't she didn't put the numbers on them that was oh. some editor okay put the numbers on they were just poems with no titles yeah yeah uh, it, and yeah. i don't know how the person who added to Dome. I'm sure I've read it before, and I don't remember how they decided to put how they decided to number them. Yeah, I guess it was by date. I don't know. Yeah, but this was number seventy six. And did she receive any accolades while she was living? No. Okay. Wouldn't and I've I've discussed this. What would she think at her? She's immortalized and she is uh, exalted today. I wonder what she, she would think about that. It's like, would she be horrified? Would she think it's silly? Would it, she think it's worthy of her? Worthy of, uh, I don't have any idea. It's she only so tried. She only tried to get a few poems published in her lifetime. So, I just I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. And we know we really there's so many books written about her. We still know so little, right, about her real mm-hmm. personal intimate life. The thing I really like about this poem is she's just asking the question. You know, people who are landlocked like we are mm-hmm. here in Oklahoma, can somebody who's grown up on the sea or a sailor understand how much joy we get walking out into the ocean you just wouldn't understand they take it more for granted because they're around it all the time yeah yeah it is awe-inspiring to see the ocean it's an exaltation exaltation in the going Mm -hmm. of the inland soul to see and she was fairly close to the ocean correct well amherst Amherst, massachusetts Massachusetts, not not that far no 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 but of course it was more of a journey Mm -hmm. back then 200 years ago right so almost right. almost two hundred years. Yeah. So that's her number seventy six poem. Number seven six. Um, mm. This I have a poem seventy six refugees. Okay. And it's it's sort of uh, it kind of pertains to today's world. And I'll it, it's two it's two poems. I'll read them. They have no need of our help, 
So do not tell me these haggard faces could belong to you or me. Should life have dealt a different hand, we need to see them for who they really are. Chancers and scroungers, layabouts and loungers, with bombs up their sleeves, cutthroats and thieves. They are not welcome here. We should not make them. We should make them go back to where they came from. They cannot share our food, share our homes, share our countries. Instead, let us build a wall to keep them out. It's it's not okay. These people are just like us. A place... It's, these people are not just like us. A place should only belong to those who are born there. Do not be so stupid to think that the world can be looked at any other way. And I'll, I'd like to read the poem again. <laughs> who is this by, Bill? This is by This is by Brian Bilston. You just found this online. Uh-huh. So, uh, I, I was looking up 76, you know, with, with uh, re- reference. And I'll read it now. Okay. The world can be looked at at another way. Do not be so stupid to think that a place should only belong to those who are born there. These people are just like us. It's not okay to say build a wall to keep them out. Instead, let us share our countries, share our homes, share our food. They cannot go back to where they came from. We should we should make them welcome here. They are not cutthroats and thieves with bombs up their sleeves, layabouts and loungers, chancers and scroungers. We need to see them for who they really are. Should life have dealt a different hand, these haggard faces could belong to you or me. So do not tell me they have no need of our help. So do you see what I did there? You did something where you totally changed the It's a reverse poem. voice. It's a reverse oh, poem. Oh, you read, oh, okay. You read totally, it forward, then you read it totally backwards. Totally changes the... Oh, that's pretty cool. Totally changes the, the, uh, the meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, demonizing versus welcoming. Yeah, yeah. Totally changes. Well, that's very cool. Now, okay. And what did that have to do with 76? Well, it's this, the title was 76 Refugees. So oh, I, I, okay. I, I just thought that, the, you know, the, I thought there's a 76 in the... Uh, I had read several poems, but this one I thought it's interesting the way you completely twist mm-hmm, it when you mm-hmm. read it in reverse. I'm sure there's a name for that, but I don't know what it is. Is it reverse poetry, reverse reverse poem? It could be. I, I, I don't know. I, that was, I, you know, a palindrome is no. I, I it at, reads the same forward and I backward. Looked palindrome. That's not the I looked same. at palindrome and I yeah, thought this doesn't quite it. fit that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I thought that was that's very unique. Unique. I like that. Two different sides of the aisle. Yes. But yet very related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my contribution. There you go. Yeah. Bill, um, Jim has 125 candy bars, and oh. he eats 76 of them. I bet he's diabetic. What? No. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm has, sorry. I'm projecting. He I'm projecting. A, he has 125 candy bars, and he eats 76 of them. What does he have now? A few, a few less. I mean, my brain's scrambling. <laughs> no, you got the answer already. Uh, a few, I do. What does he have now? Uh, uh, less. Diabetes. He has diabetes. <laughs> did I get it again? <laughs> you did. <laughs> You're kidding me. That's it. You know, speaking as someone who suffers from that, I just knew that I was jealous of this guy for having all this candy. You're, oh, that is hilarious. I know. And what's We're funny, on a roll now. And what's funny is you, you would respond to that just like I did. You do, wouldn't even try to do the math. Oh, it's like, <laughs> you know, and I was talking to your sister. We, we, uh, we're out for some beverages this last week in Kelly, and, and she said, you know, you almost get Sean's jokes. You get so close. You get so close. I said, I know. It's kind of scary how just, I'm just on the cusp of getting those. You are right on top of them. Right on top. Today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's tickled me. I'm tickled. I know. I, I kind of thought you might get that one, but I wasn't sure. 76. Mm-hmm. There was something I looked up about 76. And again, 
I am not a mathematician. I'm also not a scientist. I'm a poet. Mm -hmm. But I'm intrigued by certain things mm -hmm. within that world. And so the chemical element for 76 is osmium. 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 The word comes from the Greek osmi, meaning smell. Mm -hmm. It is a hard, brittle, bluish-white transition metal. I like that. Yeah. Osmium would be a good name metal. for a – wouldn't that be a cool name for a club? Yeah. Osmium. Or a band. Or a band. Yeah. Right. It's in the platinum group. It has. It's found as a trace element in alloys, and it's the densest naturally occurring element. Wow. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not an Oklahoman. You know, you'd mm -hmm. think an Okie was the densest naturally occurring <laughs> oh, element, no. but it's oh. that's not. Only you could say that as a native Okie. <laughs> I would get pelted. <laughs> I'd get. I'd get rocked. <laughs> it is used uh, to make fountain pen nib, nib tipping. Mm -hmm. You know, nib tipping? Nib tipping. Electrical. That sounds a little risque. <laughs> nib tipping. What happened? What did you do last night? I did some nib tipping. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little private. Went and tipped some cows and then I tipped some nibs. <laughs> Tip the nibs. It's also made in, you, they use it in electrical contacts and in other applications where they need something that's real durable, mm -hmm. durable, mm -hmm. and hard. So it's one. Of, it's also one of the rarest elements in the Earth's crust. Very interesting. Yeah. There's so many things about 76. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking about that is totally off the wall, Sean, is in this community here, in this community here, Locust Grove, Mace County. Our little town of 1400. Our little, our little town. In 1976, that was the last year of really kind of innocence that this, that this, yes. that this town and this county experienced. Yes. After then, it became nationally known for a horrific event. Yeah. But 1976 might have been just the year of Elton John and Kiki D. Oh, yeah. Don't go breaking my heart. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and riding the bikes to, to the store and back and mm -hmm. swimming in the in the channels in front of the, you know, in front of the, uh, you in, know, street in here. In the ditches. Ditches. Swimming, <laughs> the, swimming in the ditches. <laughs> and, and, and some of the songs that were number one, mm -hmm. Afternoon Delight. Oh. Get Up and Boogie. Shake, 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 shake your, shake your booty. Don't go breaking shake, my heart. Shake, shake. Um, shake, Misty shake. Blue, I'll be good to you. If you leave me now by Chicago, heaven must be missing an angel. Theme from SWAT. <laughs> theme from money, SWAT. money. <laughs> Devil Woman. Disco Lady. A fifth of Beethoven. Turn the beat around. Vicky Sue Turn Robinson. Turn the beat around. Let your love flow. The Bellamy Brothers. With your oh, love. Oh, let your love flow. I love that song. Yes. Uh, uh, like with your love, Jefferson stream. Starship. Steal the one, you're still the one by the. Uh, you're still Orleans. the one. Shannon, you Harry Gross. Remember itch. Shannon? What is what is in the Shannon? Is it's a sad song, kind of. <laughs> Disco duck. <laughs> Disco. Anyway, those were Disco the sounds. Duck. Those were the sounds of '76. A lot of those were bad songs. There were a lot, lot of, uh, <laughs> but you know they're very bad. But they stick in your head. They you do. Know. One of the worst was Convoy. That's probably '77. Convoy. We, we got ourselves a convoy. <laughs> breaker, breaker. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Sad songs. Say so much. Yes. You know, it was also um, sad. Oh, I'm going to guess it. Go on, bring it on. I'm going to roll. <laughs> in 76, that was the year of the son of Sam in New York City. Oh, that was horrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
July 29th, 1976, his first attack that terrorized the city mm-hmm. for an entire year mm-hmm. before they caught him. Mm-hmm. But they caught him pretty quick, yep. too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's funny that the, the crime that happened here, it was— it, Which, if you know, if you hear Locust Grove, Oklahoma, or if you just Google it, it's usually the first thing that pops up. Yeah. When Girl three, Scout. three Girl Scouts were murdered at a camp here. You know, and it's like f- four words— the Girl Scout murders, mm-hmm. and it just—it sounds—it's it, as horrific as it sounds, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or maybe worse. Yeah, still um, unsolved. And it's—it's it's one of the yeah, it, it's a one of the most most sc- scariest mm-hmm. thing murders I've ever had to, you know, be uh, listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen or to. see on the media. Yeah, yeah. Um, but back to the songs because you didn't mention this. An album came out in 1976. Oh, I can get this. I can get this. That was pivotal to my teenage. Oh, I know what it was. Um, it's a double album. Okay, but don't don't. I'm I'm trying to. I know what it is. I'm trying to think of the song. Just be quiet, Sean. I'm trying to. Sing. Are you ready? Yes. I'm gonna sing. Well, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. That's not it. That's not. Well, it. then it should be. Saturday Night Fever was 76. That was 76, yeah. And I did have that double album. Oh, I'm totally... Think depl- of another double I'm, album from 76. Um, maybe The Carpenters. <laughs> um, double album. It was the first concert I ever went to. It was at the Tulsa Speedway. Okay. Was it Elvis Presley? <laughs> now you went to Elvis Presley and I'm like... I did, but that was Pistol. in 73 or something like that. Um, uh, give me one of the, one of the uh, first lines of the song. Do, 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 do. No, that's not good. Oh, Sorry. That's Twilight Zone. Woke up this morning with a wine glass in my hand. Whose wine? What wine? Oh, my. Where the hell did I die? It's like, oh. Must have been a dream. Oh, I see. I, I, <laughs> the, the sparks are starting to. Come on. Woke up this morning. Let's do it again. Do, do you? Oh, Peter Frampton, <laughs> Frampton comes alive. Feel Sorry, everybody like at home I is do. like, do, gosh, do, please stop do singing. Do you feel? <laughs> do you feel like I do? Rant, rant, rant. That's what I was trying to. I was trying to do. That was rant, huge. Rant. You know, you're right. Frampton yeah. comes alive. I guess probably gigantic. Multi platinum. Probably gave the Bee Gees a run for their money, or may probably surpassed the Bee Gees. Yeah, yeah. It was. Number one, the billboard. And I still want to know what happened to your Frampton button. Your I know. Seventy-six Peter Frampton, which, I you, had a which wonderful you, there's one. A, a photo of, which pro- we should probably put on the website. Yeah. <laughs> and also that same year, uh, you said Saturday Night Live, but the uh, the Ramones released their first album that that year too. Ooh, cool. Yeah. 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 Also, tragically, the girl that played uh, Buffy on Family Affair yeah. died. Drug yes. overdose that same year. That was really, really caught me off guard, mm-hmm. you know, to be so young. She was oh, basically my You know what? And one more double album from 1976. I think it was double. I have it. Stevie Wonder. Ooh. Songs in the Key of Life. Oh, yes. Yeah, is, 1976. Is, 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 does, isn't she lovely on that one? Uh, Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, oh uh, Superstition, I think, is on that. Very superstitious. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, the band that, um, the band mm-hmm. played band. their last concert mm-hmm. the, the la- that they filmed, The Last Waltz, 1976. 76. Yeah. It was a happening decade. That's a very cool concert yeah. movie. Yeah. 
76. Sonnet. Also, Sonnet 76. What else happened in 76? What else happened? Um, no, 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 no. Let me look at my list. No, 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 no. Don't look at your list. Okay. <laughs> August 16th, 1976. August 16th, 1976. I don't have that in my notes. Well, it was kind of the day the music died. Let me give you a hint. Oh, what? That was in 76? Or was it 77? I don't think so. Okay. It was earlier than that, wasn't it? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm, You're I'm, not talking about I'm American ta- Pie. I'm not talking about. I, I, I misquoted American Pie. <laughs> Didn't did Elvis not die August sixteenth, nineteen seventy six? I think it, it was seventy seven. Oh, I'm sorry. I think. I'm sorry. Yeah. You probably. I'm, I'm sorry, sure folks. Seventy seven. Mm, That's close. all right. We're close. Seventy seven was a rough year. For, he in was a lot of speeding ways. down the track to his death in seventy six. That oh, was true. Something, man. Oh, and also in seventy six, Patty Hearst was convicted of armed robbery. Yeah. I remember all these strange headlines. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, who understands what? Mm-hmm. You know, just strange. Bicentennial. <laughs> Bicentennial. <laughs> Parties, fireworks, eight's the place. <laughs> See, I was a kid from New Mexico that came to Oklahoma, and it was like a different world out here, <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, the drainage is getting to me. My head just started buzzing. Oh, no. <laughs> Either it's your head or it's me. You know, she, she's blaming her head. She's like, Bill, would you just shut up? You're rambling. And now I'm sweating. <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> also in 1976, Bruce Jenner won his decathlon at the Olympics. I remember Bruce Jenner, you know. Uh, Caitlin. Kate, Bruce, Bruce slash you Caitlin. You still have to say Bruce because he was Bruce when it happened, right? He or was Bruce you? when it happened. Know. And, you know, he was know. just such an icon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Incredible. You did that flag like this, Sean. Watch oh, me. I'm, 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 I'm going to gesture. I can, <laughs> I can picture it. Mm-hmm. I can picture him with that flag. Sonnet yeah. 76. Okay. Right. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I was not even familiar with this one, but it's very similar to a lot of his sonnets. Mm-hmm. Why is my verse so barren of new pride, so far from variation or quick change? Why with the time do I not glance aside to newfound methods and to compounds strange? Why write I still all one ever the same and keep invention in a noted weed that every word doth almost tell my name showing their birth and where they did proceed? Oh no, sweet love, I always write of you and you and love are still my argument. So all my best is dressing old words new, spending again what is already spent. For as the sun is daily new and old, so is my love still telling what is told. He's he's recognizing the fact that a lot of his works are just the same. It's the same. You know, but at least he recognizes it yeah. and it works. Yeah. Well, and his love has not changed. His love hasn't changed. So he's going to just keep on with mm-hmm. that same old thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix ain't it. Ain't broke. Don't put mm-hmm. it in the noted weed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to invent new things. It's a very, very typical Shakespearean sonnet in the quatrains, and with the shift or volta, mm-hmm. say as they call it, at the the last quatrain. Oh no, sweet love, I always write of you, mm-hmm. and then everything summed up in the couplet at the end. Yeah. For as the sun is daily new and old, so is my love. Mm-hmm. So you know, are you going to get tired of the sun? I don't think no, so. No. So don't get no. tired of my verse. Yeah. Who do you think you are? And you know, it gave him such notoriety. It had to be kind of an aphrodisiac, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and I also think it gave him a lot of attention from the from the uh, women. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that he just 
he wooed them with his words. That's true. You know, even maybe, though most people think he was writing all these to a young man. Maybe a few men too. Okay, mm-hmm. well that you know that's like that's a, fine. We don't judge, do we? Here no, at, at Romp, no. we did we judge not. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that's another to, person. Yeah, that's that, new to me. I'm gonna have to research this. Another, I, well, he's another person that's kind of like Emily Dickinson in that, that we we have so m- much of their words, we have so much of their material, mm-hmm. and so many things have been written about both of them. We still know very little mm-hmm. about his actual. It's life. all inference. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just drawing it all from things that people supposedly said, and uh, then somebody else wrote it down somewhere, and it was in somebody's, you know, diary. And yeah, we don't. right. I mean, because right. there are, have been many, many scholarly books written about the fact that he didn't write any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So, who oh my knows? goodness, yeah, yeah. Hmm. They have all kinds of theories about other people writing it. Yeah, and that is the rest of the story. <laughs> Paul Harvey. Are you, can you do a Paul Harvey voice? Um, no, but I can try. <laughs> and that is the rest of the story. Paul Harvey, <laughs> Channel Six News. Sign off. I barely remember. I, I barely remember him. Paul Harvey's from Oklahoma. Isn't he is. He? I did not. I think he is. I do not. Know I think this. he is. Yeah. I'm trying not to have my nose drip onto the table. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you don't know what I have to deal with looking across this table. I avert my eyes. No, I'm kidding. On an extremely somber note, but somber. I, I did want to point it out that there were 76 Branch Davidians that died in Yaco. Wait, Yaco. Yaco. <laughs> That's that is the Amish Waco. Yaco. Um, and I wanted to point it out because we actually went there. My sisters and I, we took a sister trip to uh, <laughs> to Wacky, Wacky Waco, Waco, Texas. Mm-hmm. And we drove out because it's kind of a strange tourist really? destination Who owns now. that property now? They still own it. The oh. church still owns it. And there's still a church there. but And then there's a memorial, and it's just um, odd and, well, and scary to me. What is odder? And scarier is the fact that a river people, otter. River otter is that people idolize the Davidians as being. You know, it's like that is to me personally, listeners. That's scarier. Isn't to, that one of the reasons why Timothy McVeigh? Yes, yeah. it, that it highly hypothesized that that yeah. he was he was seeing the what he thought was the overreach of the government. He was going to rebel and. Ah. Ah. Everyone remembers where they were uh, nine uh, in ninety five. Uh, I forget a- April of '95. I'm thinking because I was I was planting petunias in my in my how, how odd is that that I remember that? <laughs> yep, I was at work. A day that will live in infamy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bill, did you know that 76 percent of horses prefer running to walking? I'm, I, I I'd be a walker. Well, I mean that's just the Texas statistic Ranger. according to a recent Gallup poll. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I don't. I dispute that. I just snorted. That was a dangerous thing to do with as much snots <laughs> in my nose. <laughs> with that, I think we better stop before before I do really have a uh, well. This breakdown. Been, this has been kind of fun. Number seventy six. <laughs> I didn't know how this was going to go. You know, I, I was. Doing I still don't know how it went. I'll have to listen to it to see. <laughs> we'll get some reviews. We'll get some critiques. You know. So thank you we'll all see. for uh, for 
putting up with us. Absolutely. Every time. Every episode. Yep. Next week, we will talk about something that is directly related to what's going in them. Going on going in the on. museum we got it going right on. now. We got it going on. We're yeah. gonna get into some Russian Ooh, stuff, and I, that's gonna be nice. That'll yeah. be fun. That's a. We're gonna have a little mini exhibit called Yevtushenko in Oklahoma. Yevtushenko in Oklahoma. That's yes. A, I like the way that rolls off the tongue. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So tune in. That will be episode seventy-seven. Seven seven. Thanks yeah, everybody. Bye guys. Mm-hmm.